All right, I just shot a uh, Tim and Yoshi show, obviously with Yoshi. And uh, we're talking about Russia and Ukraine. Probably a lot of the information was really out in the first like 10, 15 minutes. Then went on to some rambling. But you know what? We did got and we got another strike on YouTube, so I wasn't allowed to post or upload. Now I think we're able to post again. So it's the second strike we've gotten. One strike just rolled off. So now we've got one strike, one warning. I've gotten two warnings, and I think two strikes on Instagram too. Uh, that was actually for fat shaming, not for not for like New World Order type stuff. But you know, I link down below for Telegram, link down below for the uh, Liberty Advisor show, Tim and John show email list. So make sure you sign up for that because you know, other than Telegram and some other places uh, in the website, that's where we'll be posting stuff because you can't really rely on all these different globalist controlled platforms. And who knows, you know, Telegram I don't really fully trust that either. But for right now, it's easy. But email list is the best way. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Hey everybody, it's Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, joined with Yoshi for another Tim and Yoshi show. Just got back from camping off grid. And actually, as I was walking out the door, I saw that my new Starlink uh, arrived. So rather than play with that, I'm here doing a video with you guys. But you know, as much as I wanted to do a video uh, next to this like beautiful uh, river, northern Arizona, I like being off grid. So instead of doing one uh, not too far away from my house, but everyone's been asking me about. And I'm grateful that people are asking me this because uh, if they weren't asking me stuff, then it probably means that people wouldn't value my opinion on things. Uh, but you know, obviously I don't have time to get into it with everybody, so that's why I'm doing this now. Wanna get into Ukraine and Russia. I mean, everyone's got an opinion on this. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of opinion, people got opinions on stuff they know nothing about, like most things. But you know, this has been something that has been basically front and center with me since 2013. I remember telling an intern, uh, actually this intern was great. I hope she's doing well now. Her name was uh, Zhu, who's actually a, uh, uh, Chinese student and I remember telling her that the game plan in my opinion was to have a war with Russia and then the dollar collapse would then be blamed on the Russians as opposed to the fact that it was systemically meant to basically collapse all along so and it was actually crazy enough the very next day I think it was like that Malaysian Airlines flight that you know somehow got blamed and I know there's like two different missing flights and things that happened right around that time period anyways no notes for this entire thing but uh, yeah that was interesting and so then you have right around the same time you've got the CAA spending about five billion dollars uh, and you know that was admitted through like different leaked phone calls with Victoria Newland and this is not meant to be an exhaustive you know every little detail he said she said if you guys want that we interviewed Scott Horton back in December on all this stuff given the state of affairs with Russia and Ukraine what I'd like to do is this. I want to play a 30-second clip. Free democratic Ukraine. Crimea, Russia, Ukraine, NATO. Russia, China, or another nuclear weapon state. Well, especially if you, if you strike uh, Russia. You know. The head of the CIA came out and said, well, we're not so sure that Russia's going to invade Ukraine like in the Washington Post. If Russia did invade Ukraine, would America send troops? And no, we would not send troops. Now, NATO membership that's sacred we're tough on russia and so we ought to tilt toward russia to balance against china what the hell are we even talking about this is completely crazy we're talking about maybe bringing ukraine into nato and we're gonna get in between ukraine and russia 
The whole thing's nuts. Russia, Outer Mongolia, Russia again, and now back around Korea. And China has to have a foreign policy for every one of those. But we're supposed to believe that their foreign policy is take over everything. Yeah, right. So if you want to get into all the granular details, we'll link that video down below in the comments. Obviously, you can find it at thelibertyadvisorshow.com or timandjohnshow.com to find all that information. But, you know, let me kind of back things up. So, you know, it's always important to understand, you know, what, uh, you know, what biases people might have. And so, you know, so I'm not like a Russian agent. Well, my first girlfriend in in uh, high school was Ukrainian, born in U Kiev. Uh, you know, her older sister would drive us to school, also obviously Ukrainian. Uh, my best friend in high school, I didn't have a lot of friends, but my best friend, uh, Ben, he was uh, born in Kiev as well. My brother, I don't really keep up with him that much. Uh, my brother's best friend to this day, he talks with all the time, uh, Ukrainian, uh, Dan, born, born there, talks with him you know, pretty much every day. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, and I mean, I went to different like Yuki type clubs. I mean, in terms of clubs, I mean, basically it was like, you know, church basements playing cards or something. I mean, it wasn't any, you know, club. And I mean, I was sort of like an unofficial Yuki, you know, going, you know, in, in high school. I didn't have a lot of friends and a lot of the Ukrainians didn't have a lot of friends and, you know, they were all pretty crazy and I was pretty crazy. So, uh, you know, it was a good fit. In terms of Russians, uh, you know, probably the guy that I was closest with in terms of a Russian, actually from Russia, and he hates Russia. Uh, you know, another girl I know, Anastasia, uh, pretty well. She, again, is, you know, an anarchist and hates all governments. So, you know, really, if there's going to be like any sort of, uh, you know, where my loyalties would lie, it would probably be much closer to say uh, lie with Ukraine than, than with Russia. So, you know, and the reason I want to point all this out is I feel like if I didn't point it out, then people could be quick to say like, oh, he's just some sort of Russian agent. Because that's all we've, that's all we've heard the past several years is... Sorry, some old guy showing off in his GT Mustang. But, you know, that's all we've heard is, you know, Russia this, Russia that. But, you know, going back to the game plan, two years ago, March 6th, Sorry for all that noise, but March 6th, we did a video, and on that video, I said that this whole pandemic is being used as an excuse, whether manufactured or not, to take away our freedoms, that the initial game plan was to have a war with Russia to collapse the currency or China, and that now the, the game plan has switched to a virus as a way to blame the monetary collapse on the virus. But I guess what I didn't realize at the time, though, is that they used that to, you know, shore up all the junk junk bond funds or BlackRock got to come in and, uh, you know, offload their entire junk bond fund to the Federal Reserve and then got paid a commission for acting as a broker. And so, you know, going back to all this stuff, I mean, you have in 20, you know, I guess, you know, really let's kind of give a high level overview. So in the 90s, or it was basically like 1990, I think there was some river in Germany and basically NATO's like, oh, we're definitely never going to cross this, you know, this river. And it's, it's not the Rubicon, but I've, there's some river in Germany. And uh, obviously that line's been getting crossed and crossed and crossed and moved and moved and moved. And now they're at the point where in 2013, 2014, the US government spent five billion dollars at the time to try to overthrow and actually successfully overthrew the Ukrainian president 
we use neo-Nazis acts. This is not just like the trope of calling everybody a Nazi that's so in vogue today. These are like actual like swastika-carrying Nazis. Not like the truckers that are carrying swastikas saying that Trudeau's a Nazi. These are like actual, you know, Nazis. And, uh, and so we overthrew a Democrat elected president over there, installed a puppet. I mean, the guy that was installed over there was literally the guy that won Dancing with the Stars and then was a, a comedian on, uh, it was a comedian on, uh, on, on TV and you know, movie star type guy. And he even played the president. So now they have a guy that played the president who is now a puppet playing the president who was the bag man to get Ukraine into NATO because then if you get Ukraine into NATO, then all of a sudden what you have is you have uh, defense nuclear arms being pointed in the direction of Russia. And Russia already was, you know, for all intents and purposes, already basically surrounded by nukes, except for it wasn't right on their border. Uh, but then it's not binary thinking to think that, oh, you know, uh, U.S. was doing a lot of shady shit over there, so it automatically means that Putin's a good guy, uh, because Putin is not a good guy. Putin is pushing for, you know, digital IDs and this whole digital dictatorship. Putin's pushing for vaccines, pushing his, you know, bullshit Sputnik vaccine that they have over there. Putin's also... Uh, you know, part and parcel with a lot of like the globalist type agendas. But at the same point, you know, Putin's not the one responsible for raising gas prices and Putin's not the one for trying to push all this sexualization and pedophilia onto children. And Putin's not the one, uh, you know, doing a lot of the terrible stuff that's going on here in America. I mean, Putin's not to be uh, blamed for any of that. But the thing is, Putin is an authoritarian. Uh, and it's sort of like we've got this like grand chessboard of you know, sort of like a Game of Thrones, if you will, and you've got like all these different actors vying for their own uh, global hegemony. And, you know, I guess the only part that I'm 100% sure is if that, you know, Putin's, you know, in on it or if he's being played. I mean, Putin is a World Economic Forum member, you know, very fitting that all this stuff happens, you know, right as the Federal Reserve actually was raising rates uh, just a few hours ago. So I'm gonna be doing a video with John Smyson on that, but not gonna touch too much on that aspect of this. Uh, and I did a client video in December saying, you know, you know, hey, they're raising rates in March and uh, guess what? You know, they're probably going to use any excuse they have in the book to, you know, not raise rates as many times as they say they're going to or to be able to back off some of these programs or have an excuse to print more money once they stop printing money. And who knows, maybe it'll be war with Russia. And so I just realized also that on the software where I upload videos to that I can like search prior phrases that I've talked about. Now, granted, most of my videos are not up there. It's only like really the stuff for the past year, uh, or like two years. And so in the past two years, I mean, I think last time I checked, it was like, we mentioned Russia like 196 fucking times over the past two years of videos that I've done. And so this has always been the gambit was to have this war with Russia being the pretext to do so many different things. I mean, it's the pretext to, you know, further the digital ID and further, uh, you know, locking down everything and further, you know, the uh, obviously getting nuclear weapons right up against Russia's border. I mean, imagine if they, if like, you know, Russians wanted to put nuclear weapons on the Mexican border. Uh, do you think, keep having get stepping on rocks over here, but, you know, imagine the, the uh, well-deserved 
outrage there would be if China or <clears throat> or Russia wanted to put nukes in Mexico or in Cuba. I mean, obviously we've already been over that one before in terms of Cuba. And so, you know, this is all, we've been pushing them, pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. And then all of a sudden, you know, Putin then strikes back because he sees that he's, you know, basically going to be surrounded with nuclear weapons. And by taking what was like a pretty ethnic Russian region in Ukraine, which I think even means borderlands. I'm not entirely sure on that. And, uh, you know, there's a Sean Stone movie about this uh, that I saw when it came out. So, I mean, I can't really remember the whole thing now, but, you know, it's just so frustrating seeing all these dipshits who know nothing about any geopolitics and hear everything from the news and, you know, not to call, like, you know, 10-year-olds dipshits, but all of a sudden I, I see, like, kids walking around in my neighborhood in front of my house talking about what a bad guy Putin is because, you know, that's probably what the news is talking about. And, again, Putin is a bad guy, but... The thing is, it's this like multi-dimensional thinking or binary thinking now where it's always like, you know, this has to be good or this has to be bad. It's like there's, you know, no sort of, uh, you know, I guess, uh, Yoshi's tangled up. You didn't step on anything, did you? No, I'm okay. Just, you know, it's just get a nice day out here in the sun when it's only about 85 out and, you know, just enjoying it before it gets to be about 115 out. And so this whole response with the Russians was completely predicated on the CIA having all these proxy wars going back to 2013, 2014, you know, proxy wars in Syria and proxy wars. Yeah, and where are people who are, you know, standing with the Yemen, Yemenis, or standing with all these other people that we've been bombing throughout all the years? And the CIA going through and, you know, overthrowing, you know, governments after government after government. I mean, there's been, you know, probably hundreds of governments the CIA has overthrown over the past you know, uh, since their inception. And guess what? They overthrew the Ukrainian one. They're staging all these different proxy wars. You've got separatist regions in Ukraine, like the Donbass, uh, which I think Josh Sigerson, uh, World Tournament Media, is actually my good friend, is actually uh, going over there right now as we speak. But, you know, it's a very complicated issue. So for anyone to just be like, oh, I stand with Ukraine. Uh, well, the thing is, the average Ukrainian has, you know, the thing is, yeah, I think the average person just wants to, you know, make enough money to feed their family. They, you know, want to have a good love life, and they just want to be left alone. And they, especially over there in Russia, just in Ukraine, probably just want to, you know, drink, have a good time, just be left alone. And so they're, you know, pawns in all this too. And the average Ukrainian probably has no idea about all the inner politics that are going on. And you know, just because someone's from an area doesn't mean they know shit about anything. I had this lady who started, you know, spouting up at tennis a few weeks ago, and right as we're leaving, starts talking about how Putin is Hitler and Stalin and Saddam Hussein, and so then I start talking about Saddam Hussein and how the CIA was funding him, and then I got into Iran, well, completely forgetting that this lady was Iranian, and she goes into this whole rant of how I, you know, shouldn't be talking about Iran because she's from there. Then I started getting into Mohammed Mosaddegh and how in 1956 that the CIA overthrew and the democratically elected Shah of Iran. And then, um, and then she's like, oh no, that was in the 70s and how dare you? And I was a cashier at this place and I was over there. I'm like, listen, just because you were in Iran, you know, just like people that are in America, like well, 350 million people in America, most of them don't know shit about what's going on here. So just because you were in Iran, you know, getting propagandized by the Iranian television back then doesn't mean that you knew what was going on. And by the way, actually I was wrong. It was actually, it was 1953 when we looked it up, but I was telling him like, no, it wasn't the 1978. Like this is, so people always want up Yoshi 
doing some of this business right now. But the thing is, people always want to like start the story at like, oh, Putin went and invaded Ukraine. Like, oh, funny, we're not going to start the story back in 2013 when Putin, um, I guess not Putin, when uh, basically Ukraine was overthrown by the CIA and then we installed a puppet uh, government in there that then was loyal to the EU and the US to then make the, uh, the EU, or sorry, make uh, Ukraine become a EU uh, essentially state. And you can see this propaganda, you know, going back this entire time that, the, that this is always about getting nuclear weapons up against Russia's border to completely entrap them. And I'm not 100% sure if this is this part's true or not, because I was just uh, down at a restaurant near my house and I think that I've got, I forgot where he's from. I think he's from like Albania or something. Uh, one of those, uh, one of those countries, it's like Slovenia or Albania. Really cool guy, he knows a lot of stuff. A little bit too much into trusting the plan, but you know, who knows, you know, it can't be perfect. So anyways, this guy was saying that there was a clip of George W. Bush. Maybe if one of you guys could find it, this would be awesome. But he said there was a clip of George W. Bush uh, being asked by Putin, like, hey, why don't uh, why don't we get into NATO? Like, why do you always have to try to fight us? Like, uh, that's my terrible Putin accent. And basically, you know, Bush, you know, sort of laughed and didn't even respond to him. And so, you know, the Russians were asking, like, hey, why, don't, why can't we be your allies? You know, you want to basically build everybody up, you know, to fight us, you know, because the game is always playing people off against each other. So you've got you know, a group over here and a group over there. And, you know, and the game has always been to balkanize people and to, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And so, you know, the, the globalists and the bad guys, you know, they realize this and they've been doing these different types of techniques for years. And, you know, they're gonna, you know, it works. So they're gonna keep continuing doing it. And so, you know, without rambling on too much, I mean, it is a sophisticated, um, you know, operation that they're running. It doesn't mean Putin's a, a great guy, but, you know, and it doesn't mean that he's fighting you know, the new world order. I mean, he wants to have his own new world order. Xi wants to have his own new world order. The, the, you know, the World Economic Forum have their own idea of a new world order and what that's gonna look like. And there's like, oh, I forgot the guy's name. I know we played it a couple episodes ago, but you know, you got guys who are like Klaus Schwab's top advisors talking about, you know, transhumanisms and implantable microchips. And, and really these crazy motherfuckers are, oh, he said mother effer, oh, can't listen to him. Well, guess what? I'm putting out information where they basically want to take out, you know, people's soul. They want to, you know, get rid of, you know, human individuality and sovereignty and merge man with machines by putting implantable microchips into them and then getting to the point where they can actually completely hack people, uh, control them in every aspect. Uh, I know I did just mention Starlink and yeah, I'm not uh, obtuse to not realize that that's probably gonna be a big, you know, Elon Musk up the government's butt and all that stuff too. And, uh, you know, I don't really think that that guy's, uh, I think he's sort of there to kind of like play dumb on some things and to, you know, act like he's cool on certain areas, but then to turn around and, you know, mother F us, you know, in the back, but you know, hey, what? When all this stuff's going down, and they have the cyber attack. You know, you know, maybe I'll be able to have internet because it's up there, and you know, I've got some solar to be able to have internet as well. And so, maybe I can do some trading. You know, as the world burns over here. So, uh, anyway, yeah, and just being able to, you know, get information and figure out what's going on, and being able to be off grid. I mean, that's why I got it. But anyways, not make a big Elon Musk rant because I think he's, you know, sort of being positioned as like this cool alternative when he's being Neuralink. That's you know. You know, trying to hook people's brains up to machines but you know he wants to be like the good guy doing that so that way because there'll be other bad people doing that uh again so i'm not you know naive 
about Elon Musk or anything that he's doing, but it's not to say that everything he does is bad either. Uh, but you know, I don't really trust the guy. However, I am excited to have internet uh, wherever I go. And yeah, I know you've got to like switch your address in there and it's not ubiquitous and it's still in beta and blah, 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 blah. But you know, I'm walking back so I can, so I can go play around with that. Um, but yeah, I think that was like most of what I wanted to get out about Russia and Ukraine. Uh, I think to some extent, Putin was probably thought, that, you know, from his generals that he probably bought off more of the Ukrainians uh, than he actually had. It's, uh, I don't think it's going to plan at all. I think the media, by when they're trying to say, like, oh, you know, Putin is, you know, getting, you know, basically his ass kicked over there and being embarrassed and look at all these, you know, you Russian soldiers are such babies. I mean, they're not using their heavy artillery right now. They're not going in and just, you know, leveling Kiev. They're not trying, they're trying to, I think, minimize civilian casualties or probably, you know, not, you know, putting out their best weapons. They're not putting out their best men. It's like they've got like their, you know, JV team from Siberia or something that are going in there and not, you know, like the A crew. And, you know, they don't have as much, uh, you know, value for human life over there. But at the same point, I mean, we're playing with absolute fire. And but basically, I mean, the end, of, the end of the day is they want to control everybody. I mean, so, oh, so I was going to Elon Musk and the cars that are going to be shut off in the future. And they're going to be able to, who knows, once he gets you hooked up with Neuralink, shut you off in the future or have the nanotech that's inside of you. And it's all about creating synthetic biology to eventually have transhumanism. And, you know, to some extent, maybe Putin doesn't want in on that. So he's pushing back on that. But, you know, there's a whole lot of other bad shit he's pushing on forward. You know, he's World Economic Forum. Biden's World Economic Forum. Basically every leader of every other government's World Economic Forum. The uh, Ukrainian Central Bank guy, he's World Economic Forum. You know, his whole spiel is on, you know, uh, going green and ESG funds and all the other usual bullshit that you'd expect to find. So, you know, it's a very multifaceted situation, but, you know, I think if I was a Russian and all of a sudden I saw that, you know, nuclear weapons were being pointed, you know, basically in my direction with Ukrainians who basically, you, you know, Russia was sort of like born out of that area. And most people who are there, you know, have a lot of strong ties to, uh, you know, Russia and Ukraine. It's not to say, obviously, there's you know, a lot of Ukrainians that probably hate the Russians, but you know, the people are just being used against each other because guess what? A lot of commonalities between Russians and Ukrainians. And for me, it's like, well, they both have hot women over there. So, you know, I don't want to want to see, you know, uh, you know, all these hot women on both sides getting bombed. And I don't want to see anybody getting bombed, but to say that you've got all these, uh, you know, powers that be and rulers who care about our health. And now they're have been fomenting, you know, what could be nuclear war because you know, in Russia, if you're, uh, you know, kind of like unsuccessful, you know, militarily, I mean, they, they don't really have any bones about taking you out over there as, uh, as the head of Russia. So Putin, you know, whether he's in on this or not, or whether he's going to have a fake death or not, or fake assassination, who knows? I mean, he's not really sitting pretty over there. We see that they've been arresting basically like the head of their KGB the other day and the head of their uh, different intelligence forces they have over there hopefully it's not too loud for you guys so it's not going well but you know he was sort of backed into a corner um and it's very dangerous when, whenever you got someone backed into a corner whether it's you know a raccoon or something i mean you don't i mean that's when someone's really dangerous and so you know he's in a dangerous gambit where essentially uh you know at, at this point you know they if the west really cared about you know saving things and preventing war they'd have some sort of escape route for him in terms of 
being able to save some face or maybe give some of those separatist regions back to Russia or create their own separatist type region or uh, you know just not making some pledge to not become part of NATO uh, that's the Ukrainians and or not become part of the EU and not that you know I really trust that anyways I mean but the thing is they want to they want this war they need a bad man they need a boogeyman they need someone to be the excuse for all the stuff that's going on but it, it is a very multi-faceted uh, complicated situation going on and, and so many people um, you know it's really I, for, I think it was Victoria Newland the other day who came out and said and we talked a lot more about her in the Scott Horton interview but just the other day she's like oh this is classic Russian propaganda technique to blame your enemies for what you're doing well one of the first videos I ever did and actually was a, a Facebook video which I'm not on Facebook anymore so you know goodbye to the 32,000 people that were following me over there in the three months that it took before I got shadow banned in 2016 over there but uh, but basically Victoria Newland oh that video that I said as I it was September 16th 2016 and I said I thought Trump was gonna win and when he does win they're gonna blame it on the Russians and the reason they're gonna blame it on the Russians is because the Clintons and Hillary and Obama and all these people are so in bed with the Russians themselves and uh, uranium one and all these different uh, you know corrupt deals they have going on there especially especially Biden family uh, I mean the Biden family is using Ukraine as like their personal money laundering piggy bank over there and so you know I knew back then that that was the game plan to, to blame uh, everything on Russia and I said this ahead of the election September 16th 2016 so it's not to say oh look at me it's because there's a lot of people out here you know God bless them because it's you know not an easy gig putting out I mean I don't put out videos every day but there have been times where I put out videos every day for months on end like two years ago when Luke and I were doing videos uh, speaking of Luke, I guess uh, I just saw that I've I never have checked like podcast rankings, but apparently this is the number 108th most popular investing podcast in Poland. So who knows? Maybe uh, you know either of my people are listening to me through VPNs, or they're really over there, or a bunch of uh, Luke Radowski supporters who then started listening to me from Poland. Who knows? Anyways, shout out to everyone listening to me in Poland because currently it's the number 108, and I think it was like like 55 in Spain and somewhere else it was pretty high up in the UK which funny at one point it was like decently high in America when I was doing videos videos two years ago oh yeah the point was you know when you're starting to get into like the day-to-day -day news and all the bullshit that's going on you see like how much of it like really just doesn't matter you know all the he said she said and, and it really puts you in this like bad like energetic type vibe of having to like look into like all this darkness for so long and it really does wear on you so you know my hats off to anybody that is in like the media game because you know it's not you know an easy thing it's not like an easy thing to do to have to you know look into this information day in and day out and you know it really does eat at you it really does wear at you and uh you know so my hat's off but the thing is a lot of people have been wrong on so much i mean i knew trump was going to win in 2016 knew who's going to lose this time i wouldn't say knew i mean that was you know the, the feeling i was putting out there <sighs> And it's just to see like so many other people that have like you know a hundred like a thousand times more subscribers and listeners than me and it's not about me being getting listeners and viewers and subscribers uh and who knows what the real numbers are anyways it's about trying to get the information out to help save the world and there's a big part of me that says maybe i shouldn't even put out any more videos until i'm like fully ready and fully stocked up on all this stuff because you know what i'm still in an area as you guys can see lots of cars driving around near me even though i'm on the, I'm on the outskirts of phoenix and 
I almost feel like I shouldn't do videos until I'm fully prepped and I'm fully out of here and I'm you know, a lot more prepped now than I was two years ago. And <sighs> well, one last thing I'll plug is just uh, I got a Telegram group going, so you guys can check the link down below. Uh, you know, that's probably something where I can post more freely on there than uh, than some other avenues. So you know, check that out. Uh, probably be doing some like different live stream stuff from there as well, or some chats with uh, with people and posting things there. But I'm still trying to figure things out on Telegram. If you guys got ideas, you know, I'm open to that as well. But you know, appreciate all the love and all the support. And also, if you guys you know to help grow the podcast, you want to tell a friend. You want to, uh, you know, go leave a review on Apple. And, and I think I want to thank everyone that has left reviews on Apple because it's something where I haven't, you know, thanked you guys enough or haven't really appreciated you guys enough for that. But, you know, for everyone that's done that, you know, greatly appreciate that. Uh, you know, just trying to get the information out the best that I can because, you know, this is important stuff. And, uh, and, and probably most important, it's to, you know, if, if anything, you know, pretty much like turn off the TV. You know, I just mentioned Telegram, but, you know, I'm not on... Uh, I should probably get off Instagram. I'll probably get off Instagram uh, eventually, but you know, I'm not on Facebook over a year. Been incredibly happy doing that. Used to be addicted to um, Syracuse basketball, being from Syracuse, and uh, like I would watch probably every game for, I don't know, probably from like second grade up until about maybe three years ago. Watched every single game, and I was watching all the previews, looking at all the chatter, knew all like the ninth graders that were like being recruited, you know, for four years from now, and like super obsessed. And now I think I watched maybe like three or four games because either like some friends or family were around, or you know, I just happened to catch one on TV. But even like the few games I caught, I mean, there's so much propaganda. I mean, there was one game from November, I believe, where they're advertising on the fucking TV about, oh, you have a heart attack, tell the ambulance that you want them to take you to Krauss. I think it was Krauss or Upstate, like one of the two big hospitals up there. And so you've got now hospitals fucking advertising for telling you to tell the ambulance driver where to go after you have a heart attack. And this was in November. And then, you know, I remember watching another game and uh, I think it was against like Villanova or something. And they were talking about, you know, having advertisements for Moderna and then they've then I watched like a few of the commercials for this last game. I think I saw the Duke game that they lost. Again, I only watched like three or four games this whole year. And, you know, barely, basically there's on like in the background. And uh, last year, I don't think I watched any. And a lot of that has to do with like Syracuse is a big fucking propaganda school. I mean, Syracuse uh, is a big media communication school. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the top like sports broadcasters, uh, which, you know, sports basically turn into like now soap opera. Like they're coming out of Syracuse, like David Muir, I'm trying to fucking pronounce his name. I think my mom, you know, was working with him at Wegmans at one point. David Muir, Moyer, how the fuck you pronounce it. Uh, ABC News guy, he's there. I mean, just huge. Like Bob Costas, Mike Tirico. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And actually, the head of, the new head of fucking CNN graduated from Syracuse. Joe Biden graduated from Syracuse. So, I mean, they are part and parcel along with the globalist agenda, you know, enforcing, you know, vaccines and boosters just to get in to watch a game, then mask and all sorts of bullshit. And you know what? I'm, I've, I've far more played more sports than I've watched. Uh, and the thing is like, people just need to get right with themselves. They need to prepare for what's going on. And like, for me, like, I know I could be str I'm not suicidal. I'm having a great time. I'm actually like one of the happiest I've been, but I also know that like if I was struck down today that uh, you know I did all I could to fight this I did all I could to
try to protect humanity and have done all I could to try to be on the right side of this and warn others. And, uh, and I basically did as much as I could without giving myself a heart attack. Because, I mean, I had a lot of people who were like pretty far out there who were like the craziest news information people that I know. And they were telling me that I was too crazy. Like guys like Ernest Hancock were telling me I needed to calm it down. That was too far into the news. And I'm like, when you got a guy like Ernie telling you you're too far into the news, you know you're pretty too. You know you're definitely too far into it. And there was others like that, like other guys who were big rabble rousers and you know always posting shit on Facebook and telling me that I'm going to give myself a heart attack. And, and you know what? They're right. So you know I've calmed things down a lot over the past couple years. Um, you know I've tried to get more spiritual. Tried to. You know, just work on myself a lot, and you know, even and I used to be, and at one point I was like pretty jacked about like 14 years ago. Then I went into ultra distance triathlon. Obviously, now we're not into Russia anymore. And uh, right around Halloween, I got sick again. It wasn't in that great shape, and I turned around and did a turkey trot. Uh, obviously, on Thanksgiving, and then I think a few days after, like a week after that, I did a, another triathlon. Then I started doing some push-ups, and I felt like a little baby i was only able to do like 20 push-ups and and now i'm at uh now i'm at 70 in a row and you know and you can the thing is like everyone wants to be like oh i'm gonna get guns and i'm gonna do this and that but yeah i've got lots of guns too and ammo and, and luckily the russian ammo i just bought just you know have over doubled in two weeks in price so uh you know, let's not at the range, you know, like half the guys there are like, they either look like they're super jacked military uh, special ops guys, or they're like 300 pounds. So, you know what, you're not gonna be a lot of help in the fight, you know, if you're 300 pounds, and you're also gonna be taking up a lot of food. And so, uh, you know what, I think people need to get themselves right. And it's like almost like I had like this like instinctual feeling come late October, where I just like knew something, like my, my whole body was just like, basically telling me that I needed to like prepare and like I even got to the point where from like Halloween until it was about like January 7th or 8th I know because my birthday is the 9th so it was like a day or two before my birthday for like two months straight my eye had this like terrible twitch to it like like in I hate saying like but um you know the back of my eye you could just it felt like I had a heartbeat in it and it was just which really sucked because that's right around the time I started buying guns and all of a sudden uh you know now I couldn't use the guns because oh, there's a car coming i couldn't use, use the guns because obviously that was my shooting eye which uh sort of sucked but uh you know i think a lot of that had to do with some stress and i think it was the stress of just knowing where things were going in the world which is why we did an interview with scott horton in december on russia and ukraine you know before it was like really kicking off because i could see the tea leaves and the thing is it's not like just me like oh wow i'm special because a lot of you guys can see the same thing too but you know it's just frustrating because you know we're trying to be on the right side of things we're trying to help people and then as we're trying to help people you know we're the ones getting demonized they're trying to take away our guns here well then you know talking about how great it is to give guns to ukrainians and yeah it is great to give guns to ukrainians because it's great for all people to be able to protect themselves and their families and their loved ones and things that they care about and their possessions and so just nothing makes sense and uh Anyways, I've rambled on quite a bit. I mean, probably the most of the stuff I got out in the first 10, 12 minutes. But anyways, love you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to sign up for the email list. Who knows? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention the last uh, YouTube video. that we're And actually, you know what? I'll make this little plug at the front. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Take care. And until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye.